What's up, American Sports Nation? It's Sam and Timmy here today with another podcast. Uh, we're going to be going over my mock draft that's basically final. You know, I've done you know, a good amount of research, a good amount of preparation into it, and I'll release the final, final one in about a week and a half before the draft. And um, But today we're just going to be going over a little mock that I, I crafted up and reacting to it. We'll do one for Timmy as well in uh, the upcoming weeks, hopefully, that we can react to. And so that, that'll be all we're doing on the podcast today, plus some other draft talk. So, um, yeah, Timmy, you could take the floor on the first pick and everything. Yeah, well, react. so I really like your first pick. C.J. Stroud makes yeah. sense. Um, obviously, as soon as we saw that Pro Day clip of Josh McCown yeah. saying, you know, you got to be buying a house down there, play some basketball down there. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. And now everything beyond that, it's just smoke screens to make people think, yeah. you know, you don't want to be the next Dave Gettleman and tell the whole world who you're taking. So yeah. another team trades up, but they do have yeah. the first overall pick. So I think, mm. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Um, I, I really agree with your top four, uh, Stroud, Young, Will Anderson and Anthony Richardson. I yeah. think all those picks make perfect sense. The first thing that stood out to me where I was kind of, kind of questioning, but I, but I agree with. In after giving it thought, was Tyree Wilson over Jalen Carter? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't think you can really go wrong either way. And I think people have put they've put too much like weight onto Jalen Carter's misdemeanor and driving thing. They've put way too much weight into that and be like, oh, I don't know if I want to draft him anymore. Yeah. Like obviously, like there's there's so much more to his character. Yeah. But in terms of ability, I think having Tyree Wilson off the edge when they already have solid defensive tackles in um, in Seattle makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, it would be nice to have a talent like Jalen Carter, but honestly, you, you're not going to go wrong with Tyree Wilson, who, who's a very phenomenal athlete, and we saw his edge-rushing ability. It's, I mean, that's why he's going five. He's the best, arguably the best in his class, so mm-hmm. yeah. certainly agree with that. Yep, Chris Sims said he was the best. I mean, he's got length, he's got the size and production, as well as the athletic tools to, to go top five, I think. And, I mean, for the Seahawks, they really worked on beefing up that interior line already um, with getting Draymond Jones and Jaron Reed in the offseason. And I think they were either beefing up. I think they could go quarterback. I This has been a theory of mine for a long time, uh, is that they could go quarterback since they have a top-five pick, have done all the research on quarterbacks, been every pro day. But for now, I mean, I think if it gets past Richardson, it's definitely not a sure bet they'd you know, go with Levis or, or Hendon Hooker. <clears throat> so Tyree Wilson makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. there, and he'd, he'd be a premier position player for them. Again, yeah, top four. We see smoke screens every year. Mac mm-hmm. Jones supposed to be a 49er. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we, we see that type of thing every year. And so I, I – really with mock drafts, you can only go with your guts a lot of the time. You know, pre- making predictions is not always the best. So you have to take what you think about the guys, blend it with the meetings you see and kind of go from there. And I think CJ Stroud is pretty clearly the top guy mm-hmm. in terms of pocket movement, accuracy, playing as a pro-style quarterback. I think he's easily got the, the highest floor and has also a very high ceiling, as he showed in that Georgia game. And Bryce Young makes a lot of sense for the Texans. Uh, again, another kind of pro-style quarterback, although smaller, but can process really well and play in a 49ers-type offense that they're going to be running now in Houston. Will Anderson, yeah, bona fide mm. stud with that production. Will, you know, type of speed rusher that um, Gannon will like there. And Anthony Richardson to the Colts. Sit him a year behind Minshew and get him going. 
Yeah, I, I really liked it. I think the focus on, on development is really important as well, which is why I think at pick number seven, if Will Levis does mm. go to Las Vegas, it will mm. be a nightmare situation for him. Really? Josh McDaniels' quarterbacks stink. <laughs> They're terrible. You look at, in Denver, guys like Kyle Orton, he was awful. Jimmy, or excuse me, um, Derek Carr had a tough season last year. And Jared Stidham, I mean, maybe because he was a former Patriot, it worked a little, but I mean... Not anything crazy, and he signed a deal to where? Did he go? Did he go to San Francisco? So this is kind of a topic, but like he had he Who signed uh, Jared Stidham. He signed like a, a pretty like pretty. No, it wasn't deal. San Francisco because that was Sam Darnold. I can't remember to be honest. But he got he got some money out of that, mm-hmm. so I mean, good for him. Yeah. But for me, if Will Levis goes to a system like that, he's gonna be screwed because he's someone that needs to be able to to develop and grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you're not draft you're drafting Will Levis for the guy he's gonna be in in four or five years. And I don't think anyone disputes that, but I don't think it's possible if he goes to a system like Las Vegas, which is why I think if Vegas is wise in taking a quarterback, they'll take Hendon Hooker because Hmm. he is already developed. You know what? Like, like he's 25. Like there's really not much more to go with Hendon Hmm. Hooker in terms of ability. So if you want a guy who you can maybe insert right away or a guy who's going to be a phenomenal talent and you know what you're getting, Hendon Hooker would be the better pick out of the two. And, I mean, they're also at a point where a lot of the quarterback talent is gone for them. Mm-hmm. Like, if if we, because I think we agree on, on, obviously this is your mock draft, but yeah. I think it's it's pretty clear about who picks one, two, and four are going to be. Yeah. Um, which, but I think if, if I'm the Raiders, I really have to evaluate what are we good at and, and what do we want. But, you know, knowing Mike Mayock and... and Mike Mayock's gone, bro. Oh, he's, 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 he's gone, yeah. No, yeah, well, knowing was, them, knowing his legacy, yeah. uh, I mean, I know that Al Davis has long been dead, but his yeah. final say on everyone who had to be drafted, I mean, I don't think it's smart for them to draft Will Levis. I, I really don't. So, it's not a bad take. It's not a bad yeah. take at all. But I'm not drafting for Josh McDaniels. He could be gone next year, you know? Yeah, that's a good he, point He's, as he's well. not a great coach, you know? I mean, I... Uh, I mean, I think they have nothing in place for quarterback, mm-hmm. really. I mean, Jimmy G, I'd say he's yeah. bottom... 15 bottom 10 starter in the league or you could just wait though because could. theoretically like could. why why would you want to force a pick if you know like you're not you're not in a situation like detroit where you're gonna you're gonna win like mm-hmm. you're, you're looking to win and get into the playoffs mm-hmm. this upcoming season why not wait right just get some guys like you know if if uh if an offensive tackles around like skaronsky still is still around like you mm-hmm. said here uh, maybe if, if a receiver is still around. I mean, I wouldn't mind picking up one of those guys. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But just something like that. I mean, I think they might be forcing a quarterback pick here. I think if mm-hmm. they do that, it's going to be it's gonna be a waste of a pick for them. It's going to be a waste of a pick. It's, it's good It's mm-hmm. good takes. I'll, def- I'll take that into consideration. By the way, I had Jalen Carter at number six to mm-hmm. the Lions, by the way, which I think would be a nice pick for them. Um, um, I also yeah. don't think your, your pick 11 – I, I, I think it's a good pick. I just don't think that the Titans should do it. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. But giving up on Malik Willis is such a, such a stupid thing for them to do. And I think if they are to do that, it you're just you're just resetting the clock over and over. And you didn't even give Malik Willis a chance. Like, who do you have to throw to? a third rounder. Who right? do you have? Yeah. But do they I really mean, intend to? I mean, I mean, he was projected first rounder, but I guess we could sit here all day and say, you know, who was projected what and what you happened. Know. I mean, analysts thought he was a future starter. Doesn't I, I seem think, like the NFL does. I mean, I think he, I think he at least deserves another shot. 
You he know? was bad, man. He was really bad. When they, well, they, yeah, they he's got to develop, in. you know? I mean, he, he was raw. He right? wouldn't even, like, throw it, you know? Like, he... he eh, you're maybe. right. But I don't think the NFL season was a starting caliber quarterback. You maybe. Know? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But I don't think he should Hendon draft Hooker, a quarterback yet. I had Hendon Hooker to the Titans at 11, by the way, for everyone yeah. listening. I, I think, I mean, it, it makes sense. And I guess if, if the Titans are to pick someone at that spot, like, that's that's a solid pick. Like like for all the reasons we just mentioned, you know what you're getting. You could mm-hmm. probably insert them right away. Uh, Besides the ACL, it'll take a little bit to get. Yeah, that. but yeah. it's as soon as, he, as he's as he's ready to play, of course. Yeah. Um, but I your mid round draft I think looks really solid. Yeah. Uh, I like the Broderick Jones pick for the Jets at yeah. thirteen. Um, I think I think it makes sense. I, mean, I don't think you can put any more faith into Mackay Beckton. And, bad, and knowing yeah. his injury, like it's sad because he's, it it's too bad because Mackay Becton had the potential to be a really really good talent, but if he can't stay on the field, you can't just you can't just bank on him saying, oh well, he'll play a full season in twenty twenty three. So yeah. I, I like that pick. You skipped over one that I thought would be pretty notable too. Uh, yeah, well, so the, the last slide. I well, think, I think, Akai, well, sure, well, we can circle back. I, I think. Um, yeah, at, make at sure 12, everyone knows. You know, so at at. For Houston, with the yeah. number twelve pick, uh, yeah. Sam has them picking Jack and Smith and Jigbo. Yes. I think that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you are to draft uh, a quarterback and you're sort of you're, you're rebranding what your franchise is going to look like mm-hmm. as the Houston Texans, drafting a wide receiver to complement your quarterback that you just picked is a great idea. Yeah, um, I think it's worth spending that high of a pick on. We know uh, the so to give an analogy, it used to be. Running backs were like the feature of your offense, and wide receivers were a dime a dozen. And now that's flipped. Yeah, it feels like running backs are a dime a dozen, but those top end receivers are priceless. Yeah, and I think using a pick like that in the first year of D'Amico Ryan's coaching, I, I think it's a great idea. I think yeah. that's a really strong compliment, and I really hope that they do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. One way I could see them going is maybe going to the line as well. Obviously, they just paid Laramie Tunsil. Their old line looks good, man. Titus Howard, mm-hmm. Shaq Mason they acquired, Kenyon Green they spent a first mm-hmm. round on last year, and Tunsil mm-hmm. could draft a center. Yeah, that's but that's, that's that's not what a I first was thinking. Um, There's no first round centers. Yeah, in, the, in, in my so eyes, that was that was the only thing I was maybe thinking of because yeah. you, whenever you draft whenever you draft a quarterback, you immediately think of protection, and he yeah. like they they had a great offensive line. He even showed against the Eagles last year. Yeah, or, you know the best team in the no, NFC. They're, so. they're ready to protect Bryce Young. So they're definitely ready for that. They need to get him some pass catchers now. And that's yep. if if Smith and Jig was there, I think that should one hundred percent be the pick. Yep. Um, but you skipped uh, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, for the Falcons. I. We've talked about running backs a lot. I. I'm interested, and and off off the podcast, of course, we've talked about how do you pay running backs? Do you pay running backs? How much? How long? Yeah. Um, I if I'm if I'm the Falcons, I don't do this because yeah. we just saw what Tyler Allegier did this year, and what was he undrafted? No, he was a later I late round. But like the late, fact that he's late round years. and he can he can ascend, he can become essentially a thousand yard rusher for you just kind of goes to what so we what just can Bijan do in that scheme Arthur Smith is a very good run coordinator yeah, I, I agree but line. I don't think it's I don't think it's worth it especially when I mean obviously they've done a great job of adding to their secondary in free agency but I don't mm. know if that's the route you want to go right now obviously he's a generational talent and I get it 
he's if he yeah. might be the best talent available at that point, but yeah, you might have to factor in their needs, right? So I, that's the only thing for me is is seeing what they do. But I I don't I agree with you. I don't see Bajan sticking around on on the board for long because yeah. I think it's it, it's much like Saquon Barkley where it's like. It's a, it's a sexy pick, mm-hmm. and a team is going to take him high because yeah. he's the best available. Yeah. I think the hate on running backs, I've been the biggest, you know, running back naysayer. Don't pay him. I've been waking up him. real early. <laughs> yeah, I did backs. wake up early to hate on running backs. But I think it's gone a little bit too far. You know, everyone is saying that now. B. John Robinson is legitimately the best running back we've seen since Saquon Barkley coming out of college. And to me, I mean, the Falcons, they need an edge rusher for sure. But to me, after Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson, there's a pretty big drop-off in terms of talent. Who's going to be a sure thing? Uh, we'll talk about Lucas Van Ness and mm-hmm. Nolan Smith after this. Both good players, but by no means are they sure things. I think Bijan is a sure thing to give you, you know, six, seven, eight years of very good running back play. And I think that would complete this offense, be a piece that Arthur Smith wants. Although I do see the problems with that pick and how, you know, running backs don't, typically justify that value mm-hmm. so I, I totally see the problems with it but I, yeah. I might stick with it I think the only thing for me is maybe maybe the narrative around running backs should shift right yeah. I don't think we're, we're at a point anymore where we can expect them to be like you know Earl Campbell like where you're the first overall pick and yeah. you're just you're the offense and you're straight to Hall of Fame yeah I think it's gotten to a point now where we have to expect that running backs aren't going to be around for as long yeah they'll be productive but you're mm-hmm. gonna have to let them go eventually yeah so I, I think to me, that that'd be something interesting to look at. I know that's a little bit less draft related. Um, yeah. uh, so you have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Lucas Van Ness yes. at pick seventeen, yes. um, which I, I I think is a very solid pick. I think it puts into puts into question, as you said, like with that Houston Texans pick. Obviously, if I think we, they will go wide receiver, but it, it's a good example of teams. You know, potentially reaching uh, to get what the talent they want, right? Yeah. Um, but Pittsburgh, I think that makes sense. I'd be interested to see if they do anything offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have they have the talent there. I guess the problem is more Matt Canada, but um, I I I agree with this pick. I think their defense was pretty solid last year, and I think it kept them in a lot of games. And mm-hmm. I think adding to it, you know, with a good value pick for the pick seventeen to Lucas Van Ness it is solid. I agree with that. Yep. Um, and in the later rounds, I, I, this is where it really starts to get interesting because you have from pick 20 to uh, pick 25, with one exception, wide receiver, wide receiver, corner, corner, Jacksonville taking a D-line, and then at 25, the Giants taking a wide receiver. Indeed. So I hope it goes like that because I feel like it'll be really exciting to, to watch. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see... This is a bit of a hypothetical. So at pick five, we're saying Seattle goes <clears throat> yeah. Tyree Wilson. Yep. At pick 20, you have them taking Zay Flowers. Yep. Does that change if Seattle takes a quarterback at pick five? Or if they trade yes. up to get a quarterback? Yeah. If so, change. so let's say hypothetically they trade up and they want to take Anthony Richardson. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, I think they addressed the D-line with that 20 mm-hmm. pick because there's still good players at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, still Miles Murphy uh, down there. I, I've yep. been dropping a little bit more than that, but uh, you could see Nolan Smith maybe drop to there too. I think they explore, you know, the edge rusher market. Well, it still could be Zay Flowers. I mean, they mm-hmm. uh, have DK and Lockett, you know, two very good receivers. And 
not really a great talent in the slot. They have D. Eskridge, who was a second-round pick two years ago, but really has not done a thing in the league. And Zay Flowers is that role would be great for him. I think mm-hmm. that yeah, Zay Flowers is very talented, but I don't think he's like role. He can do any role in the NFL. Like a lot of the top receivers, mm-hmm. I think you need to find a team that will maximize his route running and speed in the slot. I think. Yeah, I. Which is why I think the Chiefs might end up trading up with someone. Yeah, I think the Chiefs could dangerous. the Chiefs could trade up and get wow. the weapon they want. Yeah, I th- I think the Chiefs will trade with the Giants, and here's why: mm. the Giants have their their eyes set on Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison, from what I've seen on mm. those two. Jack Smith and Jigba is probably not going to be around. It would be nice to have him. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna fall to the Giants. Mm-hmm. If the guy that the Giants want is not there at pick 25, I totally see them trading back with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no point, especially for Joe Sheen, to to make a reach on a pick like that, whereas other GMs, past Giants GMs especially, would have looked at and been like, oh, well, we got to do something with this pick now. Mm-hmm. I think he's done a great job of stockpiling draft picks and finding a way to manipulate uh, his, his sort of inventory to his benefit. So... Don't be surprised if you see if we see some movement at the end of the first round uh, from the yeah. Giants. So yeah. because I don't think they'll take Quentin Johnson. I mean, I think he's I think he's a solid talent. He's mm-hmm. got a really big frame, which I said would be nice in the Giants' offense. I mean, we have a lot of smaller receivers. That's yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is which like works. Yeah. But I don't know if we want to spend our our pick on that. So that's what it boils down uh, yeah. to for me though. I don't. I know I've heard seen the reports about Zay Flowers Giants whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make much sense to me because you just drafted Wandell Robinson, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking what other receivers they have. But so we Shepherd, have. Well, so it's, it's all guys six foot and under, really. Well, so six we have one maybe. We have Darius Slayton, who's yeah. probably the tallest. We got Jamison Crowder. Yep. We got Jeff Smith. <laughs> um, we got Shepherd. Shepherd. We yeah. got Wandell Robinson. Mm-hmm. So that's five. Yeah. Um, and then another guy who I who I hope makes the team is practice squad guy Colin Johnson. He tore his Achilles in the preseason yeah. last year, but. Hodges really as well. Hodges. And, and Paris Campbell. Hodges. Campbell, so have, they signed them too. We have Short all guy. those guys. So Short slot I guys. mean, that's a lot of receivers. I mean, if they're going to keep around seven receivers like that, I mean, they better, you know, better better contribute, which which I think they will. And, yeah. Um, so that that leads me to believe that they trade down, and who do you have going at? You have Anton Harrison going at 31. Mm-hmm. I can maybe see an all-line pick. I wouldn't. I never get mad about an offensive line pick. Yeah, I and mean, they, they lost both tackles and only added one back. So, yeah, you know, that would if if they got Anton Harrison, I mean, then that's mm-hmm. you know probably better than the Eagles' O line after losing Ciamalo, in my opinion. Yeah, which uh, yeah, so um, we could take a quick look at the end of your draft. Yeah, um, I like the Dewan Jones pick to Cincinnati. Yep. They need offensive line. Yeah, like oh my goodness, protect Joe Burrow, and you guys will get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I really like that pick, especially with what's available. Um, the Brian Brissett pick I, I thought was interesting because I don't know if he's really a first-round talent. I'd be interested to see what the Eagles do with that pick. Obviously, we know they lost Javon Hargrave, um, and they, they've they definitely lost some talent on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. But if he is the best available option at that point, sure, definitely. But yeah. uh, that's that's why the late round picks are really interesting. I actually think you've done a great job here because that's the harder stuff. Everyone can can look at you know the top of the mock draft and be like, oh, it's Stroud, Young, Anderson. And, you know, anyone yeah. can sort of do that. But I yeah. think you've done a great job of uh, finding out needs that teams have and looking at guys who fill those. But in the later rounds, of people 
don't necessarily know as much. Yeah. So I, I give you a lot of credit there, especially with Appreciate the Miles Murphy pick. Yeah. I think that's really solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I honestly all around, I I really like this. Yeah. Um, I think this is strong, and and hopefully next week we can I can bring in a good product uh, like this one. So <laughs> I hope I I'm sure you will. You know you'll 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 bring your own thoughts to the table. And I mean for me on other things i mean at chicago at number nine taking paris johnson jr big strong guy already worked with justin fields could play anywhere on that on that line uh we didn't really hit on eagles taking peter skowanski as well could fill that isaac yep. sumalu role um talked about broderick jones yep. yep are there any so we kind of talked about it a little bit are there any other trades on draft day that you might be interested to see? I don't really predict trades. You know, I have done that before on my blog and whatnot, and they're never right, you know? Yeah, so there's no it's, point it's to me. To tell. You can't really like, I've thought about having the Raiders trade up to three, but then it's like, oh, the Colts could literally just trade up one pick and make sure they get it. The Cardinals get Will Anderson anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, the, the teams will get the guys that they want. They'll do it. So I just, you know, I, I try to find the best fit that I can, you know, mm-hmm. uh, without regarding trades I'd be, I'd be although trades will inevitably happen yeah I, I'd be interested to see what happens in terms of Jets and Packers and Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers I think oh yeah because we, the, we said yeah. isn't they're treating draft day somewhat as like an ultimatum right yeah so if if we already get to that point and there's a trade between them I'd be interested to see what happens I'd be interested to see uh, how much the Packers maybe move up or what they accumulate down the road. I think mm-hmm. it probably won't have much of an impact for this draft, but it could make the next couple of years super interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's always cool to look, like, as we see Seattle, a playoff team, they're at pick five. Detroit, nearly a playoff team, they're at pick six because yeah. of the Broncos and Rams, respectively. So mm-hmm. I, it's always cool and, you know, I mean, it's too bad the Giants went and screwed it up in 2021. But man, we had a we had a real good look, huh. uh, and well, and then it went to show in 2022 last year. What happens if you capitalize? You know, pick five, yeah. pick seven. Obviously, Evan Neal struggled a little bit at the start, mm-hmm. but Kayvon Thibodeau coming on is a great rookie edge rusher. So yeah, nice uh, nice duality of, of GMing right <laughs> there between those two GMing. years. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, the, dude, this was great. Um, Really enjoyed looking at this, and I'm excited to see how it all unfolds. So Yeah, I am too, and I appreciate it. And guys, I will drop a uh, blog post soon, and we'll drop a podcast next week with Timmy's and stuff. So thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been a great podcast, and um, we'll talk to you guys soon.